Warzone is getting Black Ops Cold War weapons on launch and more coming up on today's episode of the latest in tech news. Hey Gadget here, you're just in time for the latest episode of the world's only 3-in-1 show on tech, gadgets, and gaming news. That's right, this is the latest in tech news. My name is Taylor Merrick and I'm back for another full week full of news and articles and fun stuff to like actually get you interested and excited about stuff. Um, <laughs> that's the goal here. I like finding out the latest tech news. I like finding out the latest gadgets coming out. I like to find out the latest gaming video games. Video games coming out this week. I got a couple lined up, uh, especially for our feature story today. Black Ops Cold War weapons will be available in Warzone on launch day. That'll be coming out later this week, along with a couple other interesting um, news worth of note. We'll also be taking a look at uh, Tim Berners-Lee uh, attracting NHS to BBC and NatWest to uh, a new privacy workplace network thing i figure it's kind of interesting to talk about it you might be wondering him who's tim berners lee well we'll be getting to that uh when we get to the story but he's definitely an individual you should certainly know about um hint hint he kind of was one of the um brainiacs behind the development of the internet Just saying, we'll also be taking a look at Apple's new Macs. Could be changing computers as we know them. Could it reignite the um, video card and, and CPU wars again? Well, not so much the video card, but maybe the CPUs wars again. We'll be taking a look at that. We'll also be taking a look at how to sneak Fortnite on your iPhone. Yes, there is a way to do it in case you want to play Fortnite on mobile and you have iOS. This guide will show you how to do it. And finally, we'll be taking a look at uh, preparing for a mission in Godfall, a new game coming out for the PlayStation 5. So, with that being said, let's hop on over to today's feature article. All right, now while we wait for the uh, story to load up, sorry, I actually record this live. I do very little editing on this, um, and I don't know why the screens just don't work. Thank you. Okay, so... <laughs> Speaking of which, by recording it live, I mean I record it live on my end, and I try to do as little editing as possible so that I can just take the entire show and upload it right for you guys to enjoy. By the way, there are numerous ways you can enjoy the content. You can always head on over to technewsgadget.net to get all the interesting articles, tidbit, and news. You can hang out with us on our Discord server. Uh, there we have a ongoing stream of articles nonstop. Uh, you can also join us over on YouTube if you need to watch the show live or on any podcast app you currently listen to your favorite shows in or everywhere podcasts are heard and listened to. You, you, you name it, we're on it. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, we're there, so just search for latest in tech news or tech news gadget, either or, you'll find us. So, today's feature story, Black Ops Cold War weapons available in Warzone on launch day. So, uh, Black Ops Cold War weapons being included in Warzone at launch is kind of contradictory to the information already given by Activision. I know what you're saying, you're like, well, we heard contradicting stories, and then, then there's this, and then there's that. Well, integrations between Warzone and Black Ops Cold War is set for December, 
with the launch of Cold War's first season. In a blog post, Call of Duty revealed the future of Warzone, Black Ops Cold War, and Modern Warfare. The blog post obviously was saying, to start of Season 1, expect every weapon to be kind of cross-usable between the games, mainly in Warzone, including blueprints and camel variants. A message of the day, however, revealed that you can play Warzone with any weapons unlocked in Warzone and Black Ops Cold War on November 13th. Interesting, the wording unlocked in Black Ops Cold War could mean, or reading a little bit into it, could mean that until full integration in December, weapons can only be used in Warzone if unlocked in Cold War itself. This would mean that players must own Cold War to have its weapons in their Warzone loadouts. So how's this going to work? Well, you can mix and match weapons and equipment to create your ideal loadout, because like we know everybody loves having their ideal loadout. Mine is... uh. A pretty sick M4. I mean, in Warzone, you want to go up against me, you could probably do it easily versus a sniper. You could probably do it easily versus a shotgun. But uh, on AR, I got you beat. I got I got my whole setup. I'm smooth with it. Um, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say on it, because you're probably going to be like, well, 1v1 me, bro. We'll find out. I'll, I'm just going to say this. I don't play professionally. I don't dedicate hours to playing the game. I have... Lots of other responsibilities going on in my life and, and, and news to keep, you know, current on and then keep you guys updated on. So I, um, ain't as proficient as I'd like to be, but I guess that's okay. This clarifies Activision president Rob, uh, Kodich's reveal that players will be able to choose either their Black Ops loadout or their Modern Warfare loadout in Warzone for their gameplay. So a large update for Modern Warfare has been available for preload on the PlayStation 4 and is set to release tomorrow. That being on the 10th, but the game is not going to be um, launching until Friday, the 13th. Who uh, Get this. It is possible that this update is gearing Warzone up for Cold War's launch on Friday. So if you guys are all excited about that, let me know down in the comments or let me know on Twitter. We are at Tech News Gadget. Uh, or actually, you could probably hang out and chat with us more on our Discord server. Uh, links for that are on our website at technewsgadget.net or, or in the show notes for today's episode. But uh, yeah, definitely something to be excited about for those of you who enjoy Warzone. Um, I'm kind of enjoying it myself, so hence... The article. Moving on. All right, our next article comes to us from CNBC. And by the way, if you want the show notes for today's show or any other show that we've done or future show that we will do, uh, head on over to technewsgadget.net. There you can read the full show notes, click on the articles, take a look at it. Although, I will say this. If you're listening in the podcast app, all you got to do is open the podcast app that you're listening in where you get more description uh, or, or read more or, or something where you're able to see more of the show notes available for the episode in the podcast app. You can actually click on the links right there and it'll take you right to the article. So it'll save you a bunch of time if you're actually listening via podcast. Kind of why I encourage people to listen to the podcast because I make the articles available and clickable right there in your podcast app. So do take advantage of that if you haven't subscribed via podcast already. So Tim Berners-Lee, known as the inventor of the World Wide Web, has revealed that Inrupt, company he works at, has launched a privacy platform for enterprises. Now, the UK's National Health Service, the BBC, NatWest Bank, and the Flanders government are among its early adopters. Um, main reason 
He's concerned that today's digital giants are exploiting citizens around the world, and he kind of wants to take the whole Apple um, vision of privacy for everybody, and by everybody, I mean everybody, um, and kind of bring it out more um, to, the, to the forefront. Tim Berners-Lee, the article begins, the English computer scientist best known as the inventor of the World Wide Web, has revealed that his latest startup has launched a privacy platform for enterprises. Inrupt, founded by Berners-Lee and CEO John Bruce in 2018, is aiming to develop technology that gives people control of their data, allowing them to choose where their data is stored and who has access to it. The startup announced Monday that it had launched an enterprise version of its solid platform built with scientists at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology at MIT. Solid allows users to create personal online data stores or pods, get it, <laughs> that they can then share with third-party apps if they wish. Bruce wrote in a blog post that the NHS, for example, was using the platform to allow patients to store their personal medical data on pods, as well as data from health apps on their phones or other devices. It's going to drive groundbreaking new opportunities that not only restore trust in data, but also enhance our lives. Um, keep in mind, Berners-Lee invented the World Wide Web in 1989, but has become increasingly concerned that today's digital giants are exploiting citizens around the world. For all the goods we've achieved, the web has evolved into an engine of uh, its own design. Uh, good or bad, and I'm paraphrasing there because it's it, it, the internet is what it is. Um, today, I believe we've reached reached a critical tipping point, and that powerful change for the better is possible and necessary. Um, solid changes the current model where users have to hand over personal data to digital giants in exchange for perceived value, and uh, they can actually see about what they do and don't want to share. So, I figured I'd share that news with you. It's kind of worth noting. I mean, this brings up the whole privacy argument again, and I really haven't heard a great argument either for or against privacy. I mean, I I know the reasons for it, don't get me wrong. I also know the reasons against it. But, like, outside of stuff that should be personal and private information, the other data that you have out there is it really that much worth protecting? Is it really, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, is it really that valuable uh, that there's a price tag attached to it? Like, uh, for example, distance that you walked in a day. Do we really need to know that? Um, miles that you drove in your car. Do we really need to know that? Is it irrelevant? Is it relevant? Should we know it or not? <laughs> I don't know. I'm still waiting to hear arguments for or against. I'd actually love to continue this discussion on a Discord server um, for those of you who are up for a uh, deep think. I don't know, because uh, I'm still on the fence. I mean, outside of personal information that's supposed to be private and personal uh, anyways and known only to you and only to select individuals, there's other information such as... <laughs> searches on Google that are really not, it's not really, why, it's not that private. I mean, why, I like the personalized experience that the internet brings to the table, not the cable news channels that you just sit there and you blow your brains out at because it, there's nothing interesting on for like five hours, and I'm not saying that because I have cable, um, and I sit there in front of a TV all day watching it, far from it. But it's like, 
the reason why I have the internet is because of the personal customized nature that it brings to me and it brings the information that I want to know and, and would like to know and need to know without having to worry about all the other distracting information or, or nonsensical information or useless information bombarding me too. It's like, I don't want any of that. Give me my own, you know, lane to travel in and I'll sit in that lane. I don't want to bump around other lanes or, or get bombarded by some other highway being dropped on top of my head, uh, digitally speaking. So this is just me rambling. As, as you can tell, I'm still trying to formulate. Right, can you see where I'm going with this? There's some information that should be private. Then there's a fair amount of information that who cares if it's private or not. I, I think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Just something to think about. All right, moving on to some gadget news. Apple's new Macs could change computers as we know them. As the inside of computers becomes more like iPhones, we can expect better battery life, hopefully, thinner designs, hopefully, and maybe even, maybe, a lower price tag, which would be ideal considering. Um, by the way, if you want to see any of the images covered on today's show or articles um, in video format or the show on, you know, video, head on over to youtube.com forward slash tech news gadget to watch. Um, and do let me know if you're watching via YouTube. I uh, I have very low um, viewership via YouTube. A lot more of you listen via the podcast, but I know some of you value the YouTube. I had a test where I turned off YouTube videos for a while. Um, data's still coming back on that, but I want to hear from you guys. So if you find value in watching the video of today's show or any other show in the past... Let me know down in the comments on YouTube uh, or let me know on Discord. Now, Apple's expected to announce the first computers powered uh, using chips that are more like an iPhone than a typical PC. That alone is exciting to the techies, but it's also a sign of what's to come, whether you buy a Mac or not. The iPhone maker said it's going to change the brains of its computers over the next couple of years. Starting with the computers is expected to announce tomorrow, Apple's going to throw its weight behind its own self-made chips. Now, for the past 14 years, Apple's relied on Intel-made chips to power its laptop and desktop computers. Before year's end, Apple said it will begin shipping computers with chips similar to those in its iPhones and iPads. Our vision for the Mac has always been about embracing breakthrough innovation and having the courage to make bold changes, Apple CEO Tim Cook said when announcing the new initiative earlier this summer. Obviously, if you were, weren't paying attention, he said that. And if you were paying attention, you kind of forgot about it. Well, he said that, too. Uh... He added that Apple's own chips will usher in new technologies and industry-leading performance from the computers. Every time we've done this, the Mac has come out stronger and more capable. Uh, and so then they decided to try and get a comment, uh, CNET did, uh, uh, from Apple regarding about it, its upcoming event. Nothing new there. For Apple, this moment is one that's been... More than a decade in the making, you see, the question that nagged Apple since its co-founder Steve Jobs died in 2011 is what comes next. Jobs ushered in the Mac computer, the iMac all-in-one desktop, the iPod, the iPhone, and the iPad. Apple's biggest product launch since is the Apple Watch, which has turned into an enormous business, outselling the entire Swiss watch industry last year by a huge margin. If you guys didn't know that, now you know something interesting. Still, it's... Not an iPhone-like dent in the universe. By combining all its devices under the same chips and common code, Apple will be able to offer an experience that truly spans its desktop, laptops, 
phones and watches. Apple's already said app developers will be able to create one app, send it to all devices, with just a few adjustments for keyboard and mouse versus finger touch and gestures. The result may be a further blurring of the lines between what a computer is and what it's meant to do, and kind of unifying the whole experience between, you know, the desktop, the watch, the phone, the iPad, things like that. It's something I find definitely interesting and something, you know, you see in those sci-fi movies where it's like you can simultaneously work on multiple things and then like swap between screens or swap between stuff and kind of using the same technology, but it's all integrated and smart. So ultimately we'll see what this means. The event is tomorrow. So I'll, for sure, if you want to know, I will be um, recapping their event on tomorrow's show, or you can watch it live tomorrow, whenever their streaming event is, and if it's available to the public uh, for viewing. All right, moving on to a couple gaming articles I wanted to get for you guys. Obviously, I know you have a specific kind of news you like, whether it's tech news, gadget news, gaming news. If you happen to know, let me know it in the comments or on Discord, and I'll kind of tailor, get it, because um, my name's Taylor. Oh, jeez, cheesy note. Anyways, um, <laughs> my mind just went blank because I decided to read the uh, dis- Thanks a Lot Life Hacker. We tried Thanksgiving-flavored candy corn that sucked. <laughs> Don't do that then. However, I will say turkey-flavored Pringles, kind of interesting. Same with the chicken. Uh... Anyways, what was I talking about? Oh, I was talking about uh, your favorite segment of news that you like hearing about. So if you like hearing about tech news, uh, gadget news, gaming news, let me know. And let me know specifically what kind of brands you like hearing about the most. I'll make sure to include that on the show. As always, your input is greatly appreciated. Now, let's jump in because I know most of you want to know how to play Fortnite on your iPhone again since, you know, it was booted off iOS. Well, here is how to do just that. Now, Fortnite's iOS app is still banned from the Apple's App Store, but that never stopped anyone clever. Here's how you do it. NVIDIA's cloud streaming service, GeForce Now, will reportedly work on iOS devices. The app will use a browser-based connection to circumvent some of Apple's streaming restrictions, and Fortnite is among the games available in the services library. Now, we'll see if that plan actually comes to fruition. Google Stadia and Microsoft's cloud streaming service are banned from the App Store outright, as are apps that let you connect to them through a browser. That said, Amazon's Lunas streaming service works on iOS through a web browser, so there's hope. Even if GeForce Now does make it onto the App Store and Giant uh, uh, grants somehow the way to play Fortnite on iPhone again, there will be drawbacks to playing it that way. Since you'll be streaming the game from the cloud rather than playing it locally on the iPhone's hardware, there's probably going to be input latency, lag, graphical issues when playing on a subpar internet connection. And you also have to pay for GeForce Now's $5 a month uh, subscription fee in order to play Fortnite and the rest of the services library. But you'll be able to play the game. So, I, I mean, I guess it works out better that way. Um... Let's see. Otherwise, GE Force hasn't been officially confirmed for iOS yet. No release date is set yet. Uh, but if it doesn't show up on iOS for a while, there are technically two other apps you can use to get Fortnite on your iPhone with a uh, few compromises. If you want a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One, or soon to be the, the newer 
versions. You can use either platform's mobile app to stream games from your console to your iPhone. In-home streaming is a free feature on PlayStation and Xbox, but you'll have to play Fortnite using a controller rather than touch controls since you're streaming a console version of the game to your iPhone rather than playing the mobile version, but it would actually make it better than if you just played it on PlayStation and Xbox itself. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I guess there's a way to do that. So there's technically a way you can do it. It's just not the greatest, but it could be. And either way, hopefully it comes back to iOS soon because, you know, everybody was having fun with it. Now we have to play it on a console or a computer. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. All right. So this is a little bit of an older article, but I, I wanted to make sure I covered this. Um, ironically, I've been preparing for a show every single day last week. Um but for some reason or another, just haven't been getting around to it, mainly because I haven't been hearing from you guys. You know, I understand y'all like the show. Let me know. Here's the best way you can let me know. If you're listening via the podcast, leave a review. That would be awesome and greatly appreciated. Um, there have been a couple of reviews left in the past. Those kind of keep me going. Um, outside of that, if you're watching via YouTube... Let me know in a comment section. I love, love reading the comments and, and interacting there. It actually makes the show kind of a, um, a springboard off into a conversation, which is really what the show is guaranteed to do. Kind of pull the latest news in, talk about it, and then springboard it out to you guys and then create a discussion around it. Ultimately, what I'm trying to do here. So if you want to be part of the discussion, leave a comment, although... You can also join us over on Discord, where um, I'm hoping to have more in-depth conversations. There's also a um, non-stop stream of news in a super-secret channel that we use on Discord, but you gotta be a free member in order to do it. Head on over to technewsgadget.net to find out how to join us over on Discord. So, new game coming out on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, this one. Man, I saw the launch trailer for it. I said, this has something that reminds me of a number of games I've paid, played, paid for and played in the past on a PlayStation and enjoyed thoroughly. This upcoming game is Godfall. So uh, this article will go over prepping for a mission in Godfall out on PlayStation 5. So, uh, the article begins, our team at Counterplay Games can't wait for you to get your hands on Godfall when it launches on PlayStation 5 on November 12th. That's when the real fun begins. Before that, though, we're proud to share with you today our launch trailer. You really should watch the launch trailer. Let's see if I can actually hit the play button here and get a couple, uh, little things going on here. I think you guys like it. He turned us against each other. Brother against brother. Macros tried to kill me. He failed. His reign ends with me. You can count on us. Okay, and I'm going to pause it right there. After watching this trailer and, and hearing a couple other things about it, I looked at the game and I said, this is a great mashup of some of the favorite games I played on the PlayStation 4. Namely, the Arkham series, Batman, uh, God of War, and Shadow of War, uh, with, uh, the Lord of the Rings 
it has this really nice feel between all like a, a synergistic merging of all three of them um oh, and the graphics look great this, keep in mind this is captured on playstation 5 so i guarantee you the graphics are gonna be good outside of hopefully very few bugs and other things we hope that you are ready to fight through the challenges and earn rewards as you save the world of Aperion. Our passionate team is so thankful for all the support and encouragement we've already received. We've been working tirelessly to create a beautiful world for you to explore, as well as creating an engaging experience filled with lots of combat and, of course, loot to collect. Uh, as of this article writing, we can't believe we're just one week away from the launch of Godfall and PlayStation 5. We wanted to give you a final look at the game before launch, so we'll be walking you through how to set up your custom loadout in the 7th Sanctum, your home base within Aperion. After that, we'll dive in to how you can put that loadout to the test by giving you a brief sneak peek at the first boss fight in the Water Realm against Thrax. Let's dive in. So... Preparing for your mission, and I'm going to go over this briefly because it actually goes in-depth, and if you guys are interested, you can certainly watch the rest of the launch trailer and then determine your loadout and you want to play with, and the type of play style you want to play with uh, um, going from there. Uh, but keep in mind, you can always head on over to technewsgadget.net, click on the show notes for today's episode, and then uh, click on the article link. It'll take you right to it so that you guys don't have to click around or try to find it. It's on a PlayStation blog, but I got a direct link to it, so I got you. So preparing for your mission. In the Seventh Sanctum, you're totally safe to practice your moves with the training construct. You can swap Valor Plates, choose your loadout, upgrade loot at the Forge, and organize your party for a co-op. So first off, choosing a Valor Plate. Before you hop into a mission, you should select the Valor Plate that you think will work best. For example, you could utilize Vertigo. Her Valor Plate symbolizes Wisdom and allows us to supercharge our Shock Damage, rewarding Electrifying Build Path that deal damage over time. Now once you've chosen a Valor Plate, it's time to get started on how you'll get equipped. So, once you've picked a Valor Plate, selecting your gear. On here, the character screen helps you understand your build at a glance. In the far right, you can see a bunch of stats, primary attributes, um... And then what might tracks, spirit tracks, vitality tracks. Um, and then you have eight distinct equipment slots to utilize within Godfall. Two weapons, one charm, an amulet, two rings, one lifestone, and a banner. Can you, can you see the variability and stuff that you can pick from? And the very, very similarities to um, Shadow of War. That's what I thought. Now, all these pieces of equipment help modify and amplify key stats. Um... But then they have weapons. So they do have some um, <laughs> really interesting weapons here. Weapons are a key part of Godfall, and they change up your play style, move, set, and damage type. You can quickly swap between any different type of weapons. Two weapons, equip new ones on a fly if you find something in a field. When choosing weapons, you can see their detailed stats, special effects, and a close-up look at the weapon itself. Take Retribution, for example. We're watching it on the screen right now. It's a two-handed greatsword to carve through mobs, and you can do like the spinning move like Garen from Lord of the Rings. Um, oh, gosh. Like deflect damage, power it up, spin around. You can also utilize Storm Flares, a set of dual blades for a quick single-target DPS. Oh, man. I'm going to have way too much fun if I get my hands on this game, just like mixing up play styles, because I can totally use dual blades. I can totally use a greatsword. Um just for a couple of weapon examples. And then they have life stones that restore health, allowing you to keep fighting. 
Uh, they can also trigger powerful effects, giving you the edge in tough combat. You see, this is where um, God of War comes in. Like I said, and there's also banners, AOE buffs that affect you and your co-op allies. They stack with uh, other banners that your allies drop, allowing your team to choose a moment to truly dominate the battlefield. Now, once you're equipped, you'll head to the hollow map to select your mission. Today, we'll talk a bit more about the first boss fight in the mission of the Water Realm, where you fight the mighty Thrax. As you reach the end of the Tormentor's Asylum, you'll find a room housing it. Um, the Thraxx are proto-dragons that are extremely territorial, making them excellent guardians like a fire-breathing German Shepherd. Um, this challenging fight will require every tool in your arsenal. Banner up, throw on Archon mode, lay into the beast while dancing around its attacks. It's got this powerful laser beam that likes to fly around. You can dodge underneath it, um, but you can get a good angle of attack, get a couple attacks in. But you have to be careful here, because you have to manage your cooldowns um, and weapon abilities um, is key. Handle it well, and you'll handle the 3x easily and earn yourself some well-deserved loot. And we got a little bit of a battle going on on the screen here. In the full game, you can embark on a full campaign, as well as side quests called hunts that provide even more challenging versions of this boss and others. Once you're through with the main story, and game challenges await you with Dream Zones and a Tower of trials. We hope you've enjoyed this dive into Godfall's build system and a boss fight. We can't wait for you to experience every mission, realm, valor plate, and weapon we have in store for you and your friends on the PlayStation 5 on November 12th. And if you pre-order today, you'll earn some exclusive loot as well from all of us at Counterplay. Thank you, and we'll see you at launch. So, you guys all excited about that? I know I am. It definitely looks promising. Um, and no, I'm not talking about Spider-Man Miles Morales. That game is a different game um, for a different day to cover. So, But if you want me to cover it, I'll cover it. But uh, nope, just recapping Godfall for you. All right, and with that, that wraps up this episode of the Lace and Tech News. Thanks for tuning in. New episodes every weekday. The Lace and Tech News can be found on every major platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and wherever else podcasts are found. As always, you can head on over to Tech News Gadget for any show notes. If you want to watch the video, head on over to youtube.com forward slash check tech news gadget. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, let us know by clicking the like button, leaving a comment, leaving a review if you're listening via the podcast, and also double check if you haven't that you are subscribed so that you don't miss the next episode. I'm your host, Taylor Merrick, and remember, for the latest in tech, gadget, and gaming news, visit technewsgadget.net. Pretty much, keep being awesome, guys, and I'll see you on the flip side.